This is the Greenhouse Podcast, and I'm your host, Steve Perkins. I'm a leadership, career, and business coach, and the founder of Greenhouse, a company that helps people and teams grow and figure out what's next. This podcast is for leaders, entrepreneurs, creatives, and seekers. Myself and our curated team of guests are here to share meaningful conversations and practical tips about topics in career and life, because we believe that with the right tools, you can lead a more fulfilling and impactful life. On today's episode, we're talking about the idea of a career maze and how your path can kind of take lots of twists and turns. So on to today's episode. You know, Steve, you and I have had lots of conversations and coached lots of people, and it does seem like we have a lot of people who fall into the bucket of they don't know what to do with themselves once they get out of that phase where they've been told what to do their whole life, right? Right. There's definitely a theme of I'm an adult and I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. (laughs) Yeah, it has. And so I love that you're talking about this today, Steve, because I think what you're really going to try to highlight for people is calling out what we are actually feeling. So we do kindergarten through 12th. We have a perfect plan. Some of us choose to go to college. Some of us don't. But if we did go to college, there's a four-year plan, maybe our master's. And then that space right there, I think, is what I really love that you just want to kind of talk about that bubble right there. Yeah, because this is... The biggest elephant in the room to me in terms of the stuff that we talk about and work with people about. And we all, so many of us do feel lost or confused or uncertain about our path. And and so we think something's wrong with us. Mm-hmm. We, all, we all do. I mean, you and I hear this from people all the time. Yeah. We think something's wrong with us or that, you know, we have a problem that others don't. They all have clarity and I don't. And the reality is we have this situation, like you said, where our whole life growing up, all of the paths is is set up for us. Mm-hmm. Like there is a clear blueprint and you know exactly what to do along the way. <laughs> of course, I'm generalizing, but, you know, after this grade, you go to this grade right. and then you go to this grade and then you take this class and it's all kind of mapped out what you're supposed to do in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. And at some point you, let's say, graduate and go into the quote-unquote real world, and mm-hmm. there's no map anymore. Right. It's like there's no there's no blueprint for how to do this and how <laughs> to be successful, and there's millions of options. Mm-hmm. And so a weird dynamic happens where we are now in this very white space world, but no one really told us about the shift. Mm-hmm. We just feel off. We just feel <laughs> we off, just feel and off. we're not sure why. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so people like you and I are looking at this from a different lens going, oh, well, that's totally normal because no one told you about the shift. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's not necessarily just at graduation, but at some point, once you're kind of into your career, there's a shift that needs to happen from you just being kind of directed and told where to go and pushed around by the world and people's opinions and voices Mm -hmm. to shifting to owning your direction and really taking ownership of your life and career. Mm-hmm. But but once again, no one really tells you about that shift. And so some people go for decades without ever actually making the shift. You're right. People have to get a little bit. I mean, that's what we do, right? That's what we do with people all the time is we help them to have a little bit more focus, right? But let's just talk for a little bit more for our listeners out there who aren't in that space yet, that they're in the space of, oh, I am now having to kind of bump along. I talk to so many people who are afraid to take the first step to start. They're looking to see the end already. They don't know it yet. So that's a tough space. Talk a little more about that space. Yeah, well, we called this the career maze probably for a few reasons. But one is because a lot of people, they're kind of wandering around in this maze for years. 
And then one day they wake up and they're like, wait, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. Is this who I am? Is this where I want to be? Is this where I'm supposed to be? And, and that's kind of when the shift can start to happen of, wait, Mm -hmm. I've just been following the the prescribed path or where the world has been pushing me. For me, how it kind of played out was for all kinds of different reasons, I decided to go to engineering school in college. Honestly, at the, at the time, I, didn't, I had no idea what I should major in. It was just like, well, you got good grades in math and science, right. and you like inventing stuff. So right. be an engineer. Okay. okay. So then I find myself in engineering school. Go through those years, graduate, get a job, okay? Because that's just kind of what you're supposed to do. And right. I was getting married soon, and so I needed uh, you know, a stable income. And all right, so now I'm in an engineering job. And then I didn't like that company, so I switched to a different company. And then I find myself kind of leading these teams mm-hmm. of software engineers. And, <laughs> and and then literally one day I kind of wake up and go, wait, how did I get here? This right. is not ever what I set out to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure if it's right or wrong, mm-hmm. but I'm just now kind of realizing, wait, uh, the path, the maze kind of led me here. Right. Is this where I'm supposed to be? I have mm-hmm. no idea. I've never stopped to think about it. And so I think one of the important things is realizing all of those steps I mentioned for mm-hmm. me, a lot of it was taking whatever I could get. Yeah. A job that was true. available in 2008, you yeah. know, when oh I was an auto engineer. Like, <laughs> right. you, you had to just take whatever you, you can get. And that's mm-hmm. fine. And mm-hmm. usually early in career, that's good, too. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to try different things, take whatever you can get. But at some point, we should shift from, mm-hmm. okay, I've been taking whatever I can get. I have enough experience under my belt to actually stand with some authority and say, all right, here's my credibility, here's what I want to do, and now move forward with intention and direction. Mm -hmm. But so many people just don't know that that shift should ever happen, Mm -hmm. and so they don't ever make it. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. So what I'm hearing is, first of all, permission to the listeners to bump along at first, right? To to be okay with not understanding exactly what is going on yet. You just got to walk into it. You got to walk into it, right? Right. But I love that what you're saying is that, but at some point you do stop. And I remember when this happened for myself too, where I was like, wait a minute, what do I like? What do I like about, I always like to say to my clients, which is like, what skill sets, what skill sets have I loved and which ones have I hated by the way? Uh-huh. And like, but it does take yeah. pausing and uh-huh. being intentional about that. And I think what you and I talk to is a lot of people who maybe that didn't happen until maybe they were in their upper forties. Right. And they just kept bumping and bumping and bumping. And that's the whole point there is to stop bumping and some at some point stop and notice. Well, and a good thing to point out about what you just said is a lot of those people had some experience under their belt to mm-hmm. be able to look at and say what they like mm-hmm. or what they don't like. Right. What they're good at, what they're not good at. It is kind of hard. I, I don't actually think this shift should really happen right at graduation mm-hmm. from college, mm-hmm. you know, to kind of try to boil the ocean and generalize it. That, <laughs> right. that might be when you think, oh, okay, now you make the shift right. to owning your direction. Not always. Honestly, Not always. a lot of yeah. people don't have enough experiences yet yeah. to, to reference and mm-hmm. know because it's hard to just study something in a book in a classroom <laughs> yeah. and know if you like it or not. <laughs> you have to actually do it. It's so true. Which is why, I mean, I'm such a fan of internships mm-hmm. or shadowing or co-ops or things like that. But sometimes it is a few years into career where Mm -hmm. you need that amount of experience to Mm -hmm. be able to even start reflecting on what you like and what you're good at. I really love one time when you told me that story about like, I don't know, I'm not an engineer, but with design and manufacturing, I really love that 
yeah. illustration because she didn't even know the difference. I know. That is a good example. I This was senior year of engineering school. I'm at University of Michigan. It's a big university, big engineering school. And so they bring in all of these companies. I mean, any any kind of big name company you can think of is there at this career fair. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. With their booths set up, you know, hundreds of booths set up. And just a sea of, I remember going up the stairs one time and looking down and it was like this sea <laughs> of nerdy engineers, all of mm-hmm. us dressed exactly the same, you know, like holding our resumes out, like lost <laughs> sheep <laughs> looking for their home, you know. Yeah. And we're, you go around and you stand in these lines mm-hmm. to talk to these employers. Well, I'm standing in lines all day. And when you finally get up to the recruiter, there's kind of this first level person that you have to pass to even get to a real interview. And that first person almost always asked you the same question. And they said, well, design or manufacturing? (laughs) And I would freeze. And I remember saying to every one of them, "Um, yeah, either's fine. (laughs) I'm I'm good with either. And I I can just picture them now, like, slowly looking down at their paper and crossing my name (laughs) off. You know, like, that probably disqualified me right away. It's amazing that you went all the way through school and that never really clicked. I had no idea. Sunday, I'm I'm telling the truth. I did not know what design the, or manufacturing like was, dif- like what the difference mm-hmm. was. And, and that it maybe, it maybe you kind of knew, but you didn't know that it was such a clear, like, I have to choose. This is like, like 101 <laughs> for any engineer going into a job. You have to know which world you're going to. They're right. Two very mm-hmm. different worlds. And so later I was talking to my father-in-law who had been in industrial design for a long time. And he just paused because he knew me well enough. He was like, oh, Steve, buddy, always go to design. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I wasn't even smart enough in the moment to ask why. Like, I was just like, okay. okay. <laughs> and looking back now, it's just so funny because it's like, oh, well, obviously. You know, he knew me and the, the things I valued and things I was good at. I was a better fit for design than manufacturing. But I, I, had, I didn't even know why he was saying that, let alone mm-hmm. how to answer the question from the recruiter. Mm-hmm. So I think if I could go back, I would have asked more mm-hmm. humble questions. But I love that to our, to our point here is you just walked into it. You just walked, just into, walked it into it and bumbled it. your way through. And, mm-hmm. and now I, I've learned some of mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just really love that because I think people listening need to hear that maybe they feel like they're the only one that feels a little frozen with thinking that right after college, it has to be the perfect plan. And I got to tell you, we talk to people all the time who get stuck right there. They're just super afraid because they think that the choice is going to be the like, you dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And when it really is just like, hello, this door is here, walk in. Yeah. How many jobs do you think you had before you started to really kind of find your groove? I I, would, I don't know. I just knew I was 27 till I was the first aha moment. Yeah, that was so. There was several. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> well, I think I, I've counted before, and I had 12 different jobs before I was. You know, I <laughs> I talk about purpose and finding your thing. You're like I really it took me did 12 it. jobs to <laughs> yeah. start to find that. So. Yeah, I think we I'll are. tell you one that I was completely one. This was hysterical. I was actually a flower delivery girl. I Guess, didn't know that. Oh my god, I got fired. I got fired. I got fired because they never. I never delivered the flowers. 
I never found the house. We didn't have the phones back then. We only had maps. Miss <laughs> Sunny, this is not your purpose. To My purpose flowers. was not anything with navigation. She's so sweet, by the way. You're she at said the wrong me. door and someone <laughs> like, answers, but you start like coaching them and they're getting this clarity. They're like, wow, this is a great conversation. Why are you here again? Oh, like, I, I thought the flowers belonged to her. I would bring the flowers back. And uh-huh. the owner was like, you never, I was like, I never found it. <laughs> so that was a very clear indication. But by the way, looking back though, she said to me, I'm so sorry that I have to fire you. But the purpose of this job is actually to deliver the flowers. But you're the nicest person I've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's the best way to get fired. Was, Listen, like, <laughs> you're actually like too good for this job. But we, you just, you you're just not doing the one the requirement that we actually need you to so, do. But, but it was like, okay, check, navigation, never go down that path, right? Oh, it's so funny. I think you and I are kind of love to talk about, almost make fun of ourselves, that we talk about purpose and finding your thing, but we both know that the reality is there isn't necessarily one thing, and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily about arriving. Mm-hmm. There is this bumbling journey, it can be fun, and at the same time, you can start to get more clarity about where do you fit? What mm-hmm. are you meant to do? What are you good at? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just want to call out, because you and I have talked about this just very briefly, that this word purpose is something that we have, you know, that we help people with too, that it's about your potential, but it's also about your purpose. And I just have a lot of people who also spend too much time overthinking that one too. So yeah, purpose, say more about that. Yeah. Purpose can be so small and big, but I think when we say purpose, our mind goes to like, I don't know, who do you go to? Like, Someone who's like saved the world in a sense, Mm -hmm. you know, like maybe Mother Teresa or something. And that was a beautiful purpose. But I think that we overthink purpose. And then what happens there is just like getting stuck right after graduation. They also get stuck with, well, is that enough meaning or enough purpose? Is that big enough? Well, it depends. Is the purpose outward? Is the purpose for others? Or is it really about also you? So I feel like inward purpose is a thing, too. So just quick example there with my sister. She worked at a deli and was the happiest person I ever knew. And so were her customers because her purpose was joy. She just brought happiness into her workplace and to every customer who came to her, you know, for her, their meat and their cheese. She had no desire to move past that. She was like, I love making people happy. That was her purpose. And I bet she could have had the same purpose and happiness in many different types of customer service jobs, right? She just didn't want to move past customer service. Yeah. It wasn't for her necessarily about the task itself, but the surrounding kind of elements of Mm -hmm. being in Mm -hmm. relationships or um, in contact with those Mm -hmm. customers. And the purpose thing can also be in life too. I think it's also an important thing. Sometimes people's jobs feel very purposeful and I think we can like tap into that, but we also have to remember there's purpose in the big picture too. So, but I just want to also, I had this really cool client when I was coaching, this guy who was, I think it was something tech, something real uh-huh. tech. Now, he already was a father of four. He couldn't like stop his whole world and stop paying the bills and like do what he was completely dreaming of, which was like he loved like whole foods and gardening. Uh-huh. He's like, I can't just garden, yeah. you know, because he had the bills to pay, but he was noticing that he was unhappy with where he was at and needed to, to like tap into some more purpose. So, what I loved about that conversation was when we talked and we talked in circles, we landed on, okay, I can't leave tech because tech is what pays the bills, see? Mm-hmm. But he changed industries and went actually and did tech for whole foods. Mm. And he felt so much more purpose because the tech was in the streamline of something that was more meaningful to him compared to credit cards. That's so cool. So I'm picking up on, you know, purpose could be the actual kind of work you do, the task, the function. Mm -hmm. Purpose could be like in your story of 
it's customer service. It's not necessarily about the meats and the cheeses. It was about the interaction with the customers. Right. It can also be in serving a greater purpose that the, mm-hmm. is about the company yep. or the industry the you're in. Picture. Like, I really care about this kind of industry. Yeah. And I want to be part of that. So even mission. though he wasn't the one to put the cucumber in the ground, <laughs> he loved that he was a, the, the tech behind all that made that work. It's so cool. I, I mean, to me, this is the fun of the idea of purpose is yeah. there's so there's so many layers and directions to it. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think it's less about landing on your perfect thing. And mm-hmm. it's more about shifting to have intention. Yep. Like we were saying, this shift to be intentional. I was stuck for many years. I mean, that's the story of, of Greenhouse. I was mm-hmm. stuck for so many years asking that question, like, what's my calling? What's my purpose? Mm-hmm. And really, for many of those years, I think had the wrong mindset that there is this one thing. And if Mm -hmm. I don't get it right, I'm wasting my life. Right. (laughs) Too too much pressure. (laughs) Yeah. And so that's almost why I love the idea of purpose now, Mm -hmm. because I realize that's not the case. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean you can't have intention to kind of figure out you you do have unique abilities and passions and interests Mm -hmm. that you can really lean into and have more enjoyment and fulfillment and more impact through doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think so many people get stuck on that. Like, oh, if I don't get it right, if mm-hmm. I don't get this path right. Right. Then, and then yeah. Then I've when, wasted it all. When the truth is we often don't get it right, but it's what we do with it when we don't get it right. It's such a maybe familiar saying for others, but I remember a very pivotal time in my life when my dad just said to me, because I was putting too much pressure on myself. He just said, hey, Sunday, just if you're if you're at an airport, he's like, you're, you're going somewhere. If you miss one plane, what do you do? He's like, well, you just get on another. If your destination was New York City, you'll still get to New York City. You might just have to go through a different city. You get it? Yeah. Maybe a little longer to get there, but you will get there. Right. That just freed me. I remember <laughs> I was like, thanks, Dad. Uh-huh. I just felt like I could breathe again because yeah. I was putting too much emphasis on that plane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. So it's funny, we talked about this maze as an idea mm-hmm. of you're kind of in the maze until one day you wake up right. and realize, like, how did I get here? Right. And and maybe we flip that on its head. And the maze, if you're kind of going in eyes wide open with intention, the maze can actually be a fun thing or a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is, like we're saying, your career is never going to be perfect linear line. Like, it'll always kind of be a maze, even mm-hmm. after you do have more clarity mm-hmm. or kind of step into owning your career. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just want to call it that often people will like use the doctor analogy and be like, oh, I feel like doctors had a very linear. They're like, I wanted to be a surgeon and I was a surgeon. And let me write to that. <laughs> but I have a lot of doctor friends and so do you. And the funny thing is, is it's clear, but you know, what's not clear is what environment they want to be a surgeon in. What city are they big city country? I mean, I have an ER doctor who's been in all different settings because he's trying to find what's the right city. So it's not yeah. as clear as you think. Right. But the only way he figured it out was by starting in Petersburg. It's like got to start somewhere. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And I've had conversations with doctors very similar where it's like, okay, now I mean they they do have a sense of purpose in their work. Obviously, they're helping people mm-hmm. really doing really important work. But I've also had the conversation with them around like the finances and, okay, so now I have this really good, stable income. Like, what do I do with that? Mm-hmm. I want to like do good with that. Right. And that's another part of it too. Mm-hmm. The bottom line is what? The bottom line is we got to recognize those transitions. We got to be comfortable with calling it the career maze, right? Yeah. And, and realizing that you have to be okay with some failures or some misdirections or some pivots. Mm-hmm. 
if you take the maze metaphor, the smartest person in the world can't plan their way through the maze before they enter, right? Mm -hmm. You can't chart it out. It's a maze. You don't know how it's going to play out. And so you kind of have to just go in and try something. Mm -hmm. Try, pick a lane, go down it. And when you hit a dead end, don't just sit down and give up. Turn around and try a new path. Like Mm -hmm. we all know that's how you would get through a maze. (laughs) I'm picturing a corn maze. Are you picturing like a board game? I was born in the country, so corn maze is where my head is too. We're all in the corn (laughs) maze. This is life-size. Like you literally (laughs) hit the wall. Uh, And you have to turn around and try a new path. Right. Obviously. I I love that too, because what are you going to do? Sit there? (laughs) (laughs) You're you're never getting out if you just sit there. And yet so many of us do that in our career. I did that for years. I, Mm -hmm. I kind of mentally emotionally just sat down and pouted and was Mm -hmm. like i'm lost i don't know how to get my way out (laughs) versus try a new path try something else and you learn from that and so we talk so much about being learners and noticers because that's Mm -hmm. what you have to do along the way Mm -hmm. to to get more insight to get more clarity no one tells people that they just do their job they just do their job and no one tells them hey keep your head up Notice around you. Notice what others are doing. Notice what, how you're feeling. Notice what skill you're tapping into that makes you feel happier in a day than maybe less energy. Right, right. This is this goes back to one of my favorite things. We've had this happen with clients, and I think leaders are afraid, or people managers or companies are mm-hmm. afraid to help people find their path because it's like I don't want to lose them. Right, I don't. They're a good person. And I'm like I'm sitting there going, the reality is you're going to lose them anyway. Yes. Like. Mm-hmm. So we might as well have the open conversation, help them get where they're going. Mm-hmm. They'll be better for it and thank you for it. And they'll probably be, be better along the way. Mm-hmm. Everyone's kind of in this maze and finding their way. And it's very rare that someone's like, okay, yeah. they're there and they're there for life. And this yeah. is the only thing. Yeah. I think that's a really important thing to call out too, is that younger people, even my own kids who are like adulting now, they look maybe at my stage of life and think, well, she's got it kind of figured out, which is so funny because I'm like, yeah, I got to figure it out this week. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but they see me as that. They forget that the journey is really what, that what, it's what gets you there. Yeah. So let's talk a second about, I, I think people can experience mazes differently. It's and you were, so you were mentioning <laughs> yeah, going back think, to the corn maze, your kids. Oh my gosh. I, I was just, we were just chatting about this and I was thinking about how many different personalities I have five and how I have some that were like terrified to ever walk into the maze. They're like, no way. So even the entrance is terrifying. Uh-huh. I have this other one, the oldest, who is like, I'm going to finish it faster than anyone. I'm going to get uh-huh. to the end. Yeah. No fear. I had one that cried at every wall. Every wall was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> cried at every uh-huh. wall. And then I had a sneaky, quiet one, too, who was like, I'm in the maze. And it was like he wasn't going to tell anyone uh-huh. that he was in the maze. So it's just what we all, that's the whole point to life, right? Even in our careers, we have some that bulldoze their way through. We have some that get stuck at the stopping points. We have some that are terrified to even walk in. We have some that are like, shh, quiet. No one even notices that they're there, yeah. right? Uh-huh. So those are all things that are about our personality in the career maze, which is sometimes why people work with a coach because they can't always see it. Yeah. Everyone's going to navigate it a little differently. Mm -hmm. There isn't kind of a one size fits all answer. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, the main point for anyone listening is just to know that you are in a maze. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Know that maybe you've been in a maze and you're starting to realize, how did I get here? Yeah. Maybe you've already made that shift to toward owning your direction but you're still in a maze and trying and trying to figure it out or or trying to transition and take a new step a new direction Mm -hmm. but just no matter your personality and how you experience it it's going to be a better experience if you at least know you're in a maze Mm -hmm. if you're just dropped in and you don't even know you're in one it's probably pretty miserable Mm -hmm. 
well, why don't we end on this? If you're, no matter where you're at in that journey, I think you can really gain from thinking about what you played as a kid. Mm-hmm. A lot of insight around what you want to do and where you want to head can come from looking back in the past and saying, okay, before I was influenced by all the voices and too deep into the maze, mm-hmm. when I was a little more kind of pure at heart, what did I do mm-hmm. naturally? What did I play and what did I enjoy as a kid? Mm-hmm. And I think when people start to reflect on that, it can really it can really bring to light how you're naturally wired and what, you know, what, what you're innately interested in and good at and that kind of thing. So you're saying when we're at that place in our career, when we're like, we have to be more intentional, right? So we not only look back at what we've done in our career so far, the bumping, right? But to go even further back sometimes, and did you even think I'm trying to be more intentional? So, Hey, what did I even enjoy as a kid? Where did my energy lie? Uh, what, what were my natural inclinations, right? Yeah. I love how you just said that because some people can be stuck in, well, myself, for example, at some point I was a project manager. Mm-hmm. So I have this box that I, this mental box that I am a project manager. I can't be anything else, right? That's, <laughs> That's what I am. <laughs> you know, people get stuck on this with yeah. resumes and things. Well, mm-hmm. all of my past experience says I'm this, mm-hmm. so I can't pivot to something else. Mm-hmm. And so we can kind of put ourselves in that limiting box mm-hmm. And so, yeah, to go back even before those experiences and yep. say, well, what did I enjoy as a kid? Like, what was my go-to activity when no one was telling me what to do? And I was just kind of like knee-jerk reaction. What did I go do? And what about that? Why was that interesting or engaging? Mm-hmm. You start to get at the deeper, like, who am I? Yep. Who am I uniquely? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and I have talked about how I pretty much sang on every, any, like, fence line any like you know any tall rock anything I could do I would just sing for even nobody I would just stand there so but it wasn't about like I wanted to be a singer it was about that I I just had this like I want to influence those in the room I want to so we moved down the training the facilitation the coaching it all led there but that was really what it was about yeah yeah and what a cool picture because going back to your flower delivery story when when you're sitting there delivering flowers (laughs) yeah it could be confusing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So then where does this take me next? Like, what's, yeah. so what, what am I? Yeah. But when you go back before that and say, man, I always love to sing and perform. Like, mm-hmm. what about that? Mm-hmm. It kind of frees you up from placing yourself in the flower delivery box. Yeah, it does. It does. So that's my illustration. <laughs> you know, that kind of made me self-aware of kind of where I wanted to be today. What were some of yours as a kid? I think I have a few. One that I just think is maybe funny is I don't know why but all growing up I just loved whenever it was a campfire and sitting around and chatting with people and it was like okay so I should be a professional chatter camper (laughs) well what about that well for me it was usually the conversations that happened around the fire that were about like what do you want to do with your life and you know goals and stuff and I can remember when I was feeling stuck in my career thinking oh well not like you can talk around fires for a job. Right. <laughs> and here I find myself as a coach where pretty much, you know, I, I get paid to have conversations like that. Yep. Although we need to start like a fire pit version of that. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, so for me, reflecting back on that gave me clarity on I love those kind of conversations, helping people think about their mm-hmm. life plan and where they want to go. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and now I get to do that in my work. Yeah, love that. Well, I just hope this episode helps anyone Mm -hmm. who's maybe feeling stuck or confused about where they're at. Mm -hmm. And I really hope it helps people start to pivot and 
move through that inflection point of not just taking what you, whatever you can get, not mm-hmm. just being bumbling around and being kind of pushed around by all the voices, but really moving into an intentional place where you are taking ownership of your life and career and know that you can, like you're allowed to, mm-hmm. you actually should. It's good. It it's good. good to take ownership. doesn't mean you can control it all mm-hmm. or it's going to be a perfect straight path, but taking ownership just means stepping up and saying, okay, I'm going to actually think about what I want and what I mm-hmm. uh, invest at and move toward that and lean into that. Do you want more great content like this, but 24 seven check out our membership, the greenhouse method. It's an online course with built-in community and coaching made just for you to figure out what's next in your life, leadership, career, or business. Visit greenhouseculture.co, that's .co, or the link in the show notes to learn more.